Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to go straight to the Lord in prayer. I've got, I got some things I want to talk to you about. It's, uh, I don't know, it's some of the stuff you've been hearing everywhere else, but I hope I got a little different slant on it. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you as a body of believers across this great nation. Mm. Father, your children, we thank you. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy and for the path that you have provided for us to live eternally with you, salvation through Jesus Christ. Lord God, we are in a mess down here, as I'm sure you can see. And the problem is we are prodigal children who decided to take our our bounty and go have a lot of fun. And now we're in trouble. And Father, it is my prayer that America will come back home to you. I ask, Father, for your watch care and protection over President Donald J. Trump and his family and those around him. Father, I ask you to hold back the enemy. Oh, Satan is just dancing in the streets. He's had such a fanfare with your children. Father, make us wise. May we come back to you as a nation, but as a people. Not for us, but for your glory. May we stop being so distracted by all the evil and politics and everything of the day and be overwhelmed by your magnificent glory. I believe for such a time as this, you have placed me right here and all that are listening and all who are working with me, I believe you have placed them where they are. For some reason, Father, you have brought us together in such a fashion. Thank you for that. I pray your blessing upon today's show. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As I'm going to talk about the book I've been writing. And as you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting along pretty well with it. I'm trying to find out how to uh, self-publish. i got a feeling it's going to cost me money. Not sure where I'm going to get that. But as I was writing yesterday... I thought about where we are today in this country. I think I was in the article I titled, What Would Our, Would Our Founding Fathers Recognize Us Today? I actually wrote that article several months ago, but um, I'm kind of revising it somewhat for the book. And as I was reading it and writing it and researching, I thought, how... Did we get so far? 
away from what our founding fathers intended us to be. And after all the conversation yesterday on reparations and knowing that the United States of America is now number one in human trafficking, which is just another form of slavery, how did we get so far into slavery here in America? We talked about the queen. The queen wasn't, you know, it just it dawned on me in the middle of the night. She wasn't free. Her days were all mapped out for her. I guess she got a vacation once in a while. She got to go to her favorite place. I think it was in Scotland. There's a great deal of talk this morning in the last 48 hours because of an interview between Don Lemon and Hillary Fordwich. She's from the, the U.K. And Don Lemon, as Tucker Carlson likes to call him, was asking Mrs. Ms. Fordwich, about reparations, as the royals are so wealthy. (laughs) So his exact words were, and then you have those who are asking for reparations for colonialism. Who is asking? Have you heard anyone ask that question? Go on with this question. And they're wondering, you know, (laughs) hundreds of billions of dollars are... $24 $24 billions of dollars here and there and $500 million there. Some people want to be paid back. And, and members of public are wondering, why are we suffering when you, you are, you know, you have all this vast wealth? Those are legitimate concerns. Where did he come up with this stuff? These average Americans and average people in the U.K., do you think they're sitting around thinking, Oh, my gosh, the royals have so much money. Why don't they share it with me? I mean, whether it's a billion here or a billion there or a million here or a million there. Is that what they're all talking about? Well, Don Lemons, I did a little research. I don't watch him. I've heard a lot about him. I've listened to Tucker Carlson make fun of him. I've seen the little snippets here and there. But this interview I did watch, and it was quite interesting, and he looked the fool. Not just the fool well, yeah, he looked the fool for what he was asking. Well, she she took him to school. So, I have in my hand, <laughs> I wanted to know about Don Lemon. Since I didn't really know about Don Lemon, I have it here somewhere. I did a lot of research on Don Lemon this morning. And uh, he is, uh, he's hurting, folks. You know, he lost his job. With CNN, they they fired the man because his ratings were poor, probably because he asked stupid questions <laughs> and agenda. Now, I didn't not know that he's gay, so I found that out today. But poor little anchor Don Lemon's net worth. I know I should send him some money. His net worth is only thirty one million dollars. Only $31 million. He invests in Johnson & Johnson, Meta Platforms, Dell Technologies, Berkshire Hathaway, Alphabet Incorporated, I'm not sure what that is, and PayPal. His salary, a year, yearly salary in 2022 is $10 million. $10 million. 
He, uh, his favorite actor is Robert De Niro. His favorite color, I thought this was funny, white. His favorite sport is golf. <laughs> and his favorite artist is Phil Collins. But his favorite holiday destination is Australia. Now, I don't know a lot about this guy. Maybe he is from the UK. I don't know. But I know he's worth $31 million. And he doesn't need any money from Beth, who is not worth even $1 million. <laughs> and I got to thinking, well, there's lots of these. And they're very, and I have no problem with them being successful. None. I'm happy for them. Maybe a tiny bit jealous. I have no problem with them being successful. I have a problem with them looking to the American people who are struggling day in and day out and telling us we need to pay reparations. You know, Kamala Harris's grandfather owned slaves. People don't talk about that. The first slave owner in the United States of America, and slavery is bad. I am not promoting slavery in any way, shape, size, or form. I'm upset that we're number one in human trafficking. But he was a black man. And when he, and, and the man he had was black. The slave. And the slave's time to be freed. You know, they used to do that. But he pleaded with the judge and refused to give his slave freedom. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. 
Hi, I'm Elmer Heinrich. My company sells the nutritional product called Immuno 150. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go to the website immuno150.com or call our toll-free number. Now, we sell to thousands of consumers, and our reorder rate is above 94%. Now, many people ask us how we can sell a month's supply of Immuno 150 for less than $50 when most of our competition is $70 to $80 a month. It's simple. We don't pay celebrities or testimonial people to say something good about the product. Immuno 150 stands on its own with 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients. It doesn't need any help, and it has more than color, taste, and smell. I am 88 years old, and my wife is 79, both with no dementia, arthritis, or allergies, and no aches or pains of any kind, nothing, all because of Immuno 150. Now, check the number of minerals in the product you take. Don't be surprised if you don't find more than 12. Order Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals can do for you. Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I want to talk a little bit more about Don Lemon and some of these others that I consider to be to be wealthy, uh, successful in their realm as uh, black people, uh, people of color. And they are some that I know scream out for reparations. I don't. I believe this country has a lot of people in a bad way. Of all colors. And we shouldn't. Because we're a wealthy nation. I had another article this morning that I did not get a chance to read. It was it was something that Beth needed a little more time to absorb. It was about the destruction of the middle class and why they're doing it. And it was off of American greatness. But since Rudy is a car guy, <laughs> I thought I'd... This is Don Lemon's vehicles. He has a Rolls Royce. He has a Lamborghini. He has a Range Rover, an Alfa Romeo, and a McLaren GT. And I told Rudy, I am positive that all five of those are electric. And Rudy told me they weren't. And I said, well, they must be because this guy pushes for electric. And he pushes climate change down people's throats all the time. But he doesn't live it, does he? They don't believe what they say. So he makes... $10 $10 million a year. Now, it may have gone down because he did get fired recently. His monthly income is $940,000. I could use that. I could use that in a year, two years, three years. I'd take that. His net worth is $31 million. His assets are $22 million. His liabilities and loans are $8 million. And his investments are $11 million. So then I turned... To and we'll we'll get on going on this. I, I I'm I I'm almost going to apologize to you, but I kind of got off on this this morning. Cory Booker, nice looking young man. I think he's in his fifties now. <laughs> that tells you my age. He is not a gay guy. He is engaged. Engaged. He has a girlfriend. I don't remember. He is worth. He pushes reparations. Fourteen million dollars. Now he didn't grow up a poor black boy. He did not. 
His salary. Now, this this would caught my eye. I don't know what he does outside of his uh, senatorship. <laughs> his salary for being a senator is one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. His monthly income. Put your coffee down. I'm I'm no math genius, but his monthly income is ninety five thousand dollars. Now that doesn't divide twelve into one seventy thousand, does it? His assets are nine million. His net worth is fourteen million. His mortgage and loans are one million. His senator salary is one hundred and seventy thousand. Investments are five million. His business income is seven hundred thirty thousand. And his donations and gifts are 500000 So, now I told you what Don Lemon's favorite color was. It was white, which I, I really thought was hysterical. And this one's even funnier yet, because they were all mad at the orange guy. Booker's favorite color is orange. So he must love Donald Trump, right? Because he loves the orange man. He has to. His pet name is Cody. He loves baseball. His favorite artist is Michael Jackson. Oh, and his favorite holiday destination is Norway. (laughs) All right, let's move on to Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters. She refuses to live in the district that she represents. Her net worth is only $10 million. Her assets are six million, liabilities are three million, her investments are seven million, her annual salary is one hundred and eighty five thousand, her business income is one million dollars, her donations and gifts are a million, and her family inheritance is two million dollars. And then there's Corey Bush from St. Louis, Missouri. She was a poor little nurse, if you'll remember. My mother was a registered nurse. Um, oh, wait a minute. I picked up the wrong one. Where is Corey Bush? Oh, there it is. It's at the top. I didn't get into the whole crust of it. You had a little, I had a little trouble finding hers. No, she hasn't been up there as long, so give her a chance. Corey Bush's estimated worth is $2 million. She's working on it. She'll catch up with Senator Cory Booker soon. Now, I don't know how many of you ever watched. It's a hysterical YouTube video, and they're talking about a military base on the island of Guam. And this <clears throat> this representative, Hank Johnson from Georgia, he, um, he's Georgia's fourth district. He's famous for his slow talking on this YouTube video, and yet he keeps getting reelected. But his question to the military guy, and I don't remember his rank, he was high, is if we put this base on Guam and, and, and the weight is not distributed evenly, could Guam tip over? Could Guam tip over? And the military guy with a straight face says, we don't anticipate that. These are the people that are representing you. And this man is worth $13 million. He gets, well, that's, that's not correct. 
His salary per month is $32,000. His salary per week is $8,000. So he doesn't understand. I don't know if he was high on something or what. Maybe he was on medication. Uh, but, you know, islands aren't just floating out there. <laughs> they are attached somewhere. They're attached. Uh, so these folks are all pushing for reparations. They're all very wealthy, successful, I would say, people of color. I would not call them oppressed. Yet they continue to want to oppress their fellow Americans of that same color by refusing education to them. They want to take guns away from Americans. Well, if you remember, the first ones they, they took guns away, well, it might have been the Indians, were our black families. They weren't allowed to have a gun. Like Martha's Vineyard, the elite there, who want illegal aliens in your neighborhood but not theirs, these people are truly okay with slavery. They're okay with human trafficking today in America. They're okay with drugs killing Americans here in America. And by the way, yesterday I saw that the medical examiner's report came out on the country singer Luke Bell, who passed away. He was only 32. It was a fentanyl overdose. They cannot be bothered with your problems. They are busy sipping their wine and eating their oysters. The proper way, of course, the wine tasting and testing. You sip the wine, you eat an oyster. You sip the wine, you eat an oyster, and you let it salivate in your palate as to which wine goes best with the oyster. The Martha Vineyard snoots are the lead examples of this nation. Congress is no different. Many refuse to live in the districts they represent, and many who are black, very, very wealthy, believe in reparations. Now, I do want to get to that article about reparations. There's a, another article here. <laughs> I've got like three of them all about the same thing. This guy says, he's Tim Young, he writes for American Greatness, says, sure, let's pay reparations. Well, he goes back to this conversation with Hillary with one L. Hillary with one L, not two L's. And Don Lemon. And I want to walk you through what she told him. She gave him a little schooling. Did he learn? I seriously doubt it, because he was too busy as soon as he got off air to figure out what he was going to do with all these millions of dollars. What fun can he have, he and his uh, boyfriend, fiancé. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. I also have an act, a bill that's coming up that I have not heard about. I want to visit with you about, and we'll be right back.
And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I want to talk just a little bit more about this slavery issue and the reparations. She gave him a good spanking. That's what she did. She took him to school. But, you know, it doesn't ever seem to affect or embarrass the left or the politicians when they're pointed out that they're wrong or, or we've, we've seen their hypocrisy. She goes, well, I think you're right about reparations. If people want it, though, what they need to do, you always need to go back to the beginning of the supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? And that was Africa, which was the first nation in the world that abolished slavery. Which one was it? The British. 2,000 naval men died in the high seas trying to stop slavery. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain, she said. Who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages? If everyone, if everybody who could afford one had a slave, including people of color. The way people talk about slavery these days, you'd think it was uniquely American thing that we invented in 1619. But slavery throughout history has been the rule, not the exception. The Sumerians, the the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Arabs, the British, the early Americans, all the way up through R. Kelly. All of them. They talked about Bill Maher. Talked about slavery. And the Slavic slaves. He said they were as white as the Hallmark Channel. (laughs) We hear a lot about the 1619 Project. But it's filled with false information. A little truth, but mostly false information. Misleading information. Intentionally misleading information. My husband was watching some of these interviews last night because they kept replaying this Don Lemon interview with Miss, uh, um, I lost her last name. But she was saying that you should get a book and, and, well, I missed the name of the book. I missed it. Rashad Walters. Rashid or Rashad. And he's written a book, which I don't remember the name of it. But he was talking about the richest man. The richest man ever. And it was a Muslim. Mansa Musai Amali. He was the first king of Timbuktu. From, nine, from 1312 to 1337, he had captured 6,000 people per year for slavery. It's amazing to me that we don't look at this. They're okay with slavery, and they still practice slavery. They still practice slavery. I'm against reparations. I'm against going back to Africa and demanding money from them. It is in the past. But what is in the present right now, I believe we should do something about. So maybe Don Lemon, Cory Booker, Cory Bush, Maxine Waters, and all these others of all colors should start doing something about the human trafficking that's going on in these United States of America. We are number one. We are the hub for slavery right now. 
not in 1619, now. So why don't we do something about it? You want my theory? Now take it for what it is. It's a theory. Because I believe they're all profiting from it. How long? How many years? How many decades have we had the war on drugs? And we have more drugs now than we ever had. We have open borders. Bad guys are coming in as well. I think maybe they're all bad. No, there are some families that want a better life. They're illegally crossing these borders. They're just walking across. And it's okay if they're down there defecating in their backyards. But by golly, don't you bring them to our Martha's Vineyard. Because <laughs> we're, we're way too sophisticated for that. Reparations? I don't think so. But we do need to do a lot of repentance. And we do, Don Lemon, check into the human trafficking that's going on now. And let's stop talking about reparations for something that happened a century ago. It's foolishness. It's political garbage. They want to pay our friends and families, our fellow colored folks... I don't know how else to say it. People of color, they want to keep them uneducated. And I'm talking about Booker. I'm talking about Don Lemons. I'm talking about these lefties that think they're better than anyone else. The regular old Americans out here, whatever color they are, they want to keep you uneducated. They want to keep you ill-informed. They want to keep you pushed down so that they can be lifted up even higher. So it doesn't matter to them that little babies are getting shot in Chicago, in New York, through the windows, while they're sitting on their beds doing homework or playing with their dolls. It doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter at all. Well, I'm going to move on. And you're thinking, thank goodness, woman. This is a... a comment from Representative Thomas Massey. I don't know about you, but I didn't know about this. I'd like to encourage people to call their U.S. representatives and senators. Let them know what bills they should support, like the Prime Act. I don't think you'll get lost in the paper shuffle. In my office today, I receive zero calls and zero voicemails from constituents. That broke my heart. But I have not heard of the Prime Act, and I probably should have got a hold of Bill Bullard. The Prime Act, and again, I'm thinking, how did we get this far into slavery? The Prime Act would allow ranchers and farmers to slaughter their livestock to local slaughterhouses instead of driving hours away to USDA-approved slaughterhouses, many of which are closed because of COVID-19 pandemic. If passed, the Prime Act would relieve our nation's meat shortages during the pandemic, help small ranchers and farmers, allow consumers to buy local and promote animal welfare, all while maintaining a safe food supply. They would still have to have USDA inspections. 
So when did we have to get permission from the U.S. government to slaughter our animals for food? I don't know if this is a good bill or not. I'm thinking it's here because they've already restricted us in the past, as it goes on to admit and compare. But don't you feel that way? We have to pass another act. Well, what's hidden in this act that we should be concerned about? And why? I live in rural America, folks. We used to have a local slaughterhouse out here. I don't think it's open anymore, is it? We got a couple of them. We still have some. So you could butcher your hog. You could take your hog there and get it butchered. Why isn't that a okay everywhere. Why do we have to have an act passed to do it? What's going on, America? When did we become so deeply enslaved? Our chains need to be broken. And it's up to you to break them. It's up to us. I encourage you You know, we talked about this reparations. I encourage you to get the movie Amazing Grace and watch it. It's about the ending of slavery. We'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code BETHANN or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code BETHANN. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with liberty. 
the new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power of the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and, of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Now, they're having a conference in D.C., you know, in Washington, D.C., the America's capital. And it's the elite that are there. And um, it's funded by Pfizer. And it's all about the far-left agendas. But guess who's going to be there? I mentioned this to you a little bit yesterday. Fauci, Klein, Yellen, you know, Yellen. (laughs) I'd like to yell at Yellen, wouldn't you? Kendi... Those are the headliners. Anthony Fauci is set to headline a major left, far left conference whose lead sponsors include COVID-19 vaccine maker Pfizer. The National Pulse can reveal, this is coming from the National Pulse office, obviously, Fauci will appear alongside race baiter Ibram X. Kendi. That's the White House Chief of Staff, Ron Klain, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, and others. September 21st starts today. It's today, Rudy. We're missing it. And it ends on the 23rd. The festival will take place at the Wharf in Washington, D.C., with tickets going for a cool $400 per person. Topics are set to include, are you ready for this? Put your coffee down. Pay attention. Critical race theory. Diversity, Ukraine, censorship, climate change, and centralizing health care, and pandemic response control. <laughs> well, the elite meet. They spend lots of money. They do lots of laughing. They drink some wine, and they taste some oysters. While well, you and I go to work every day. 
and they tell us how bad we are, how evil we are, how racist we are, how gender phobic we are. I am a little gender phobic. You know, one of my worst places to go is a garage or a station. I don't like to go in there because it's a bunch of men. I don't like to go in there. So I am a little gender phobic. All right. Moving on. I saw this this morning. And you know how I feel <laughs> about abortion and about family. I have 15 grandchildren. I have another grandbaby on the way. And I will confess, I'm very proud of my granddaughter and my grandson who are married. I only have two that are married. So this is going to, it's going to get bigger, folks. I have done my fair share. I have four great-grandchildren and one on the way. My great-grandbaby will be due, is due just about two weeks after my grandbaby. I raised five sons. They've all turned out to be very good men, and I'm just so proud of the fathers that they have turned out to be. This is uh, an article. Parents Magazine. How many of you remember Parents Magazine? We used to read those, think we were going to get some kind of a <laughs> a quick uh, fix on whatever the child's misbehavior or whatever was going on with the babies at that time. I didn't have time to read them when the other ones came along. But they're being, they use the word tortured, because they have had an omission of the term baby. Since Parents Magazine dates back to October of 1926, the golden age of print publications, originally titled Children, the magazine for parents. It focused on practical side of raising children. While the print publication transitioned into an all-digital format earlier this year, the periodical boasts that its main audience is women, Topics will continue to include health, nutrition, and pregnancy. Given that, it's not surprising that a recent article in the site was titled Your Pregnancy Symptoms Week by Week, written by Nicole Harris. The piece is subtitled, What to Expect While Carrying a Baby. A baby, not a fetus. In fact, Harris goes on to mention baby 19 times in one article. Her piece with another just a few weeks later on the same site by Sarah Cottrell. That one is titled, The Organization is Extending Services for Those Who Need Transport to Abortion and Gender Affirming Care. Care. To guess how many times the word baby was mentioned in there? Zero. The article went on to discuss a new group of volunteer pilots who volunteer their time and skills in planes to transport anyone who needs an abortion care access to gender-affirming care. The TorturedParents.com article (laughs) highlights how desperately and coldly the left attempts to disconnect painful facts from the subject of abortion. They must think... It's easier to justify or rationalize killing the child if they don't refer to it as a baby. It's the same reason 
Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers have been known to cover the screen of the ultrasound from the expectant mothers. Have you ever seen one of those? My last baby, I got to see. It was just getting started then. I didn't have insurance at that time. I'm going to tell a little medical story here. And I told him, I can't afford to have this. Well, he was a new toy he had, kind of like when my husband gets a new toy in the garage, in the shop. He said, I'll do it for $25. Sold! $25. <laughs> and at that time, they didn't really predict the sex. But I got to see this little baby, and my four-year-old got to see this little baby in my belly. So, ultrasounds are wonderful, but they don't want the woman to see them because she might think twice about what she's doing because you can actually see it's a baby. There is no doubt. He goes on here and he says, but getting back to parents, why would a magazine site dedicated helping parents help their children actually lend an article space to an organization whose primary purpose to the help parents support their children. He says diabolical. I loved what he said here. He said, sadly, the left made a regular habit of using soft words to describe dark deeds. Phrases like abortion care, gender-affirming care, They're just two examples, he says, but he says, don't fall for it. There is nothing caring about killing a baby or surgically scarring sexually confused child. It's abuse. He has told, quote, scripture in here, which kind of caught my eye. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruits. We read in Proverbs. Words kill. Words can give life. They're either poison or they are fruit. You choose. That was his paraphrase. Folks, we need to stand up for life. We need to stand up for liberty. We need to stand up for the pursuit of happiness of all and undo the slavery that's going on in this country and bring America home. Oh.